0: Miller Lite, the official beer partner of your Philadelphia Phillies, is proud to serve as presenting sponsor of WIP's High Hopes Pod. So whether you're listening to the game, catching up on the latest High Hopes Pod, or at the ballpark, remember, it tastes like Miller time, Phillies fans. Celebrate
1: responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It's a bunch of
0: baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack, as I sit here talking to you, watching two... Smart baseball teams playing Game One of the World Series. Uh, I'm in a familiar spot as a Phillies fan. Nowhere close to these two teams. How you doing, buddy?
1: Well, <laughs> at least Jim Hendry is properly on the way. Yeah, so it, is... but like,
0: end this podcast now. <laughs> Sh- shut it down. If they huh? hire Jim Hendry, like, yeah, no, no. Seriously. no. strongest of no's. I mean, Jesus, what are we doing? John, John, what are we doing, pal?
1: John, you've strayed far from the pod. Come back. God. Yeah. Come come back.
0: Have you not been listening, John? Like, come on, buddy.
1: I swear, I promise that you and I could we would be good consultants for this baseball team. Oh,
0: man. Absolutely. Like, the way they've been going, we'd be the the star consultants oh in there.
1: Oh, my gosh. Like, And like, guess
0: what? Their people are
1: way better than us. Well, <laughs> I
0: mean,
1: speak for yourself. But um, <laughs> like, get Andy McPhail the hell. Because like, just lose his number. Please just lose his number. I don't want to hear it anymore. Does he
0: even have a cell phone? I feel like he's got one of those like – Home wireless phones oh, that that he's like thinks is super high tech.
1: Dude, you know Andy McPhail's a flip a flip phone guy.
0: <laughs> he's got like a dude a, a razor. Dude, can't <laughs>
1: no, can't you see him being like, listen, this worked for me in 2003 when Steve Bartman ruined my third World Series. Run. <laughs> Did you?
0: I I don't know if we've talked about this, but I would have a a third World Series title if it weren't for yep. Steve Bartman. That man is the reason I don't have it. I guess
1: it's fair. That's it. Uh, I'd also like to say, um, as I'm doing this podcast, I'm sipping on a a fine McCall Collective Brewing Company beer, which is from the Lehigh Valley. They were nice enough to send me some beers last week. Big fans of the podcast. Oh, look at you. I I uh, mean,
0: they could have sent me some beers. I mean, I'm just saying.
1: that might have been the plan, but I might have taken all eight of them oh, and not, <laughs> not have told you wow.
0: about it. <laughs> no, wow! Wow! That is some one dark, you. dark stuff, Jack. Well,
1: you know, one for you, nine for me. Oh man! <laughs> oh! Well, at least the Phillies are close to these things. <laughs> oh man!
0: We're having fun. This is fun. I'm happy we're doing this. This is good.
1: Yeah, so, you, didn't know, you didn't know what we we're gonna talk about. No, well guess I, what? I, I, guess what? Figured, we're not figured, talking about anything. No,
0: that, well, that's what I figured I was like, it can just be a look into the twisted mind of Jack Fritz for 40 minutes. <laughs> well what, what 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 weird baseball thoughts is Jack Fritz having these days?
1: So so just a little tease. Uh I have oh, a look I at have you. a I have a science thought in my mailbag.
0: Oh I can't <laughs> wait. Your last one, I think, was about the theory of relativity. So, hopefully, this lives up to that uh, illustrious bar, I suppose.
1: I, I, I honestly, the second I thought of it, um, I immediately started feeling bad for my future children. Like, oh, like they're man. just gonna, they're just gonna be questioning everything they've ever thought. Like, they're gonna go to school and they're gonna come home and they're gonna say, "Hey, Dad." they taught me this and i'm gonna say you sure you sure that happened oh, man let me tell you why i don't think that's real oh, or whatever
0: God. poor kids is yeah the, yeah well, the takeaway
1: listen if as long as they have an uh, an open mind and you know uh, think opposite of what the mainstream is thinking that's that's all i care about so um <laughs> oh, <man>. jim andry <laughs> you excited <laughs>
0: I can't like, we're not even going to acknowledge this. I'm not, I, I refuse to take this seriously. I refuse to take the idea that they would bring in old man Hendry. Like, no, I'm not in on this. I can't, this is, what are we doing here? And yeah, on-
1: that- honestly, honestly, I think it's I think it's just agent like, hey, let's, let's throw his name out there. Let everyone know he's very available.
0: He's in. Yeah. If you want Jim, you can get him.
1: Yep. But also, also Spin Zone. He was the guy hired before 3 And if so facto, we could have Jim Hendry for a year and then Theo could take his job again.
0: Wait, so he was the guy after McPhail. Terrific. He can follow McPhail again, and then Theo a year later. Is that what we're saying here? I mean, if you're talking about Theo in like five years, I, I'm not as in on that.
1: Well, the way that the way that me and Andy would spin that is that uh, Jim Hendry was in the front office that was a Steve Bartman misplay away from winning another World Series.
0: I, can't, I just... I can't can't do this. I can't. I'm I'm already trying to... Maybe what they're doing here is they're putting that out there so when they hire J.J. Piccolo, people are like,
1: all right. Not too bad. Not too bad. You
0: know what? It could be way worse.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we get... as we get They're done,
0: lowering our expectations, Jack. That's as we get done doing. wrapping
1: up a World Series with the freaking Rays and Dodgers. <laughs> I know. We're gonna hire JJ freaking Bacolo as like a as like a well, he you yeah, know, not that bad. He's from here, guys.
0: He's yeah. from here. He I, gets, and, he gets I, us. I and look, I know that JJ Bacolo was a big part in building a World Series winning team. It's just I, I, like this is a random baseball thought, but I've I've thought about it a lot because this is the kind of stuff we diseased baseball fans and Phillies fans do. Um That like when you look at the World Series winners of the last twenty years or whatever, like for the vast majority of them, I can kind of figure out like how they were built, why they won, you know, whatever. Like that Royals team's like an enigma to me. I know they went to backpack World Series, but like. In the moment I didn't like it was like they play hard. Like I just didn't like I, I I was always consistently surprised by how good they were. And it never I know it was a lot of homegrown talent, which you like to see and all that, but like they were just weird teams. You know what I mean? I know they won the World Series and and credit but i don't know i don't know if that's a a, a philosophy to build long term sustainable su- success you know what i mean in a big market so well
1: it's like it's like you have to suck for like at least 5 years like that's yeah. part of the the royals plan is that you have to absolutely be terrible and then and then be at the top of the drafts and then for like you got to hit on what four straight draft picks i mean and they went with
0: like defense and, and bunting you know, and running the bases
1: and, you know like, you playing know. baseball
0: i know i know i know it <laughs> so, sounds
1: stupid I mean, no
0: no no i love that i love i love that but at the same time like in terms of like i want a guy who's gonna come in and load my team up with a bunch
1: of talent so that i don't have to worry about that type of stuff Oh yeah, I mean they basically won a World Series like nineteen eighty nine, like that. Yeah. Well, even in nineteen eighty nine, it was like Maguire and Conseco. So like, I don't know, like the mid nineties. I don't like eighties, maybe eighty five. Like the the twenty fifteen Royals were like a nineteen eighty five baseball team. Yeah, they totally Um, were. Yeah, I mean like yeah it's not like a you know it's not like i look at the royals and say mm, man i want that and like of all the small market teams why is it kind of, like i know i love how like one of our one of our uh, qualifications was they have to work for a small market team and have success and like I, there's a lot of small market teams that have success like why do we have to yeah. choose the royals but like well, again like time, we talk
0: about i mean like obviously the rays are what everyone's thinking about right now as you're saying that but like Again, there are others, like the Indians. We talk about all the time with the Indians. I mean, they've been a GM the factory A's. for years. Like, why not go to those guys? Why not be like, hey, you're really good at pumping out highly successful front office executives for years. Like, since the 90s, the Indians have been pumping out GM after GM. Like, it makes no sense to me. Why not, like, go to these types of teams?
1: Well, you're talking to the team that picked the. A- angels and orioles guy over i know i know but
0: the, you would hope you would know, learn from that mistake
1: no nope. nope. we gotta I, get back to scouting and you know building a team that way but yeah no it's ridiculous and they are not even not even like those teams the a's have done it for a hundred years yeah like, absolutely absolutely uh, i mean you're saying good I mean like honestly with with Piccolo like it, it wouldn't be I think it's Piccolo is it's like I think it's Piccolo. Me? Yeah, that's what I thought it was anyway. Yeah. I think it's Piccolo. Whatever. I mean he's from here so everyone who <laughs> So it's more so you're saying it.
0: it's more like Piccolo.
1: No, no, no. It would be it would be yeah, Piccolo's is going to get his back. Yay, Piccolo's. Yay, Piccolos. Back. <laughs> Yay, Piccolo's. <laughs> I,
0: it, I I will say the uh JJ not super popular right now in Philadelphia as a as a first name, though I will say.
1: Uh why? J J. think of Whiteside? Oh, uh, okay. There's a, there's I
0: a- love how I love how far away your mind is from the Eagles. I love that's just I love you for that. Like, like who cares about the Eagles? You weren't even thinking about it.
1: Well, I was just confused as to where you were going, but um
0: I mean, cool. look, I mean, am I not wrong? Like the last athlete to come here and be named JJ. It wasn't great. And well, I know it's an athlete and not a whatever, but
1: What about Redick? I mean, Redick was pretty good.
0: Yeah, but he was he was before him. Stop yeah. stop ruining my point. Okay. My a, my meaningless point about a name that has well, nothing to do with anything.
1: I would say that's your best point you've ever made on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, dynamite stuff as always. Um <laughs> so oh god so with piccolo like and it's so funny because they're trying to sell that he's been like doing player uh development stuff for the last year like oh jj's put on the uniform and gone down and worked in player performance and he's learning all the technology it's like they're kind of it feels like dayton moore's pretty much been grooming him for uh for a 21st century general manager position like my thing about Piccolo is that it's fine. Like honestly, like given the names that have been freaking thrown out there, like Jim Hendry, n- like Ned Coletti. I know. I mean, no, I saw that. Ne- I, mean, Ned Coletti. I mean, Ned Coletti is a freaking disaster. I mean, what okay? are we? I mean, what
0: I like? What are we doing here? I mean, it's, what, it's, what, it's, what, is, what is the what is happening if we're talking about Ned Coletti,
1: dude? What could possibly be happening? Like honestly, so the names that have been thrown out there by Nightingale and Heyman in the last couple of days, Dombrowski, Piccolo, Duquette, Dan Duquette. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And and Ned Colletti. James, I mean this in all sincerity. Outside of Piccolo, I would rather have just kept Matt Klintak. Like I, I I I actually agree with you. I would I, 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 I agree. That everyone knows how we thought about Matt Klintak on on podcast. Like Matt Klintak is not as bad as those guys. Nope. Like, Literally could not be worse.
0: <laughs> I know I, it's it's Ned a horror Paletti? show. It's a, it's a nightmare of a list. Honestly, it's, though,
1: honestly, though, honestly, though, I, I just think this is like agent get their names out there. And I see. agree.
0: I agree. I and, totally agree, especially because those are names that not because they're good, because they've been around for a while. And obviously, Dombrowski's won titles and stuff that I think people know. And thus, you know, you kind of get those names out there. I think that does make sense. And and look, for, you know, if if one team, you know, if it's out there that a team is considering one GM, then maybe another team wants to consider him. It's all that type of stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure people are knocking down the door. I for mean, the Ned Coletti. Interview. Ned Coletti.
0: Like, what are we doing? I can't yeah, get over yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Ned Coletti. Do you think Ned Coletti saw that report and said, really? <laughs> 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 Me?
0: I... I, I I just can't, I like, I can't even, I mean, I can't like, even, I can't, Fat. I mean, it would be just the all time disaster. Dude, I, I mean,
1: just fold up the franchise at that point. I would, yeah, I, we would become, we would find a new podcast. We Right.
0: We'll hop on the Neander. We'll, we'll be, we'll be Neanderthals one way or the other.
1: Yes. Just let us be Neanderthals. Um, <laughs> it's just so, oh, I'm it's, so like,
0: mad. This is, it just makes me mad. It makes me mad, Jack.
1: I try not to think about it. I literally for as excited as I am about the GM search, I'm equally as terrified.
0: Like, I'm I'm way more terrified than excited. Because I, I, dude, they, I I'm just, way more I'm way more terrified. I'm essentially now, like after hearing these names, I'm nah, um, like again, like I think they've set it up so JJ Piccolo is like, "Thank God. Thank God. I'll take it." Uh, and and look, I will say that of those names, I would guess Piccolo. Yeah. If I had to pick one, uh, I think it's the most logical one. Um, but obviously as we've talked about many times on this podcast, that is far from our top choice. So it's, you know, and far from exciting, it would just be like, all right, at least it's not Ned Coletti or Dave (laughs) Dombrowski. I mean, what the, what the hell? Like what, what the hell? um
1: yeah like how long
0: have we been saying don't we were saying don't hire dave dombrowski with a year left in matt klentak's contract like the whole last year when we were talking about getting rid of matt klentak we were still saying but not dave dombrowski no matter what not dave dombrowski i mean that's just been like a uh uh constant that like it was so obvious that that name was going to show up it was so bleeping obvious we knew it was coming and yet here it is, and and I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't.
1: No. My only hope is that, like, obviously there's going to be, like, uh, no one will be hired until I think at least, or not at least, but um, until the first week of November. Like that's, the, that's around when Sack was hired and all that stuff. So, like, we got a little bit of time here, and it definitely won't be after, until after the World Series. I, I, my hope is that you know they're they're at least waiting for the world series to be over i mean so they can like josh burns seems like a guy that at least that talk middle- to these
0: people like at least you know what i mean yeah and, I mean, and look there is you don't want them to rush the decision too much because you want to make sure you talk to every smart person but again this is all presupposed on we, having any faith in the person talking to these people and their ability to ascertain who the right person for the job is that's obviously the core issue with all of it but um I, there is my, my point where i was going is that there is a bit of a rush <laughs> i mean like you do have an off season coming up like you would think at least obviously middleton might not see it that way and and he might want to take as long as you know he's a meticulous thinker jack or meticulous oh, just, decision he did, no one thinker. no one thinks harder than <laughs> no John middleton. Thinks harder so i don't know what what's your take on it like if you had to guess do you think it'll be like do you think that the impending off season is a a concern for for John
1: <laughs> i think I think trying to save as much money as possible is I John's do too main concern let me honestly it in and you can write this down eight forty seven October twentieth uh I'm gonna tell you exactly what I think is gonna happen
0: oh buddy, I like this bringing yes. this on me,
1: yeah. I think I think Ned Rice is going to be the GM for a year and then I think he's going to hire Theo and I think he's going to do whatever it takes to hire Theo because I think Theo is like the classic John Middleton like oh this guy the big president you know could come in and he's he's over he's uh, you know erased two curses and he's widely considered the best GM in the sport for a long time there even though he hasn't really been that in I don't know three years Um and he's probably past his prime, and the sport might be passing him by. But he's a big name, and people tell me he's smart, like Joe Girardi. And like, I, I could just, I, I, just think he's gonna push all his chips in. And Theo, like Theo's my guy. We're gonna spend stupid money <laughs> on another guy like Theo. And he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be the president next year. Like, I, if, if I had to make one bet, I think Theo Epstein is gonna be this team's president next year. And I think, like honestly, considering where we're at right now, with you know, freaking Ned Coletti being thrown out there and Jim <laughs> Andrew, like I'll I will I will do jumping jacks down Broad Street. But um, I I just I don't think I, I I think I think he I think he's all in on trying to get Theo here, and I think that he views that as the one move that would like really really excite the fan base and kind of get everyone back on board like he loves making that one move that that makes it like you'll start seeing i feel like you'll start seeing leaks around like february like january february from like salisbury where it's like yeah john has his eyes on on one big prize (laughs) fio epstein um and yeah so yeah that's exactly what i think is gonna happen so okay i have
0: a lot of thoughts about this uh first and foremost as much as I hate the idea of just giving up a year of Bryce Harper's career, you know, I admit year of his athletic prime, all that stuff, and just kind of pushing the can down the road, I would absolutely be ecstatic if Theo Epstein is the president of this team. You know, I like Theo more than you do. And especially considering the situation we're in, where I just have no, you know, we all want him to go hand a blank check, Derek Neander. It doesn't seem like John Middleton's going to do that. So. In the case of if we're talking about Ned Coletti, Dave Dombrowski, even J.J. Piccolo, like, I'd rather wait and get Theo. Personally, and I think that Theo, yes, maybe he hasn't been quite as good the last few years, but he is a track. Uh, Eric
1: Theander's on TV right now, though. I mean, look at him. Oh, but you're like a hundred. You're like five minutes behind on your stream, so you I'm, won't see. I'm,
0: I'm watching Ken Rosenthal reporting. All
1: right, right well, now. when when you see, well, Ken Rosenthal and Eric Theander are the same guy. Um, I know. I'm
0: telling you where I'm at in the broadcast, guy All right, well, well, <laughs> obviously, when, when, when you, you get, get to that it, was a, I'm i I'm waiting. I'm so excited. <laughs> This is very exciting for me, Jack, waiting Our to guy. see me in Our guy. This is uh, Blake Snell. Just put his mask on. Good to see. You know, Blake Snell. How about that? Blake Snell in the World Series after the
1: start of the season, his twitch. <laughs> How about that, we're
0: here. I'm watching uh, that. pretty funny to think and, about. And now they're Twitter. showing
1: Andrew Friedman.
0: I'm waiting. Show it to I'm so far behind you. This is yeah. how far behind I am when I watch these games.
1: Yeah, so when James is, when James is tweeting about a home run that happened Six pitches before. I know. This is why. This is why. <laughs> I know. I'm this somewhere. is it's so bad.
0: I'm streaming it. I have still you have not, really I, still not I, seen Eric Neander yet. I still have not seen Eric Neander.
1: Honestly, yet. so I just saw Eric Neander. Just saw Eric Friedman or Andrew Friedman and just thinking about what Ned Coletti could bring to this ball club and just, you know, the, the all the modern innovation. Error! Error!
0: I got him. I got oh, him. Oh, congrats, he's so good. Like, checkered shirt looking good. I actually have that exact same shirt in green. It's a great shirt. Oh, love you, Eric. What a, what a good-looking man. Does um, it
1: look like Now, would you say when you just saw Eric Neander on a television screen, would you say that he looks like he's ready to get a blank check from the Phillies? I hope
0: so. He looks <laughs> handsome. He looks together. Yeah. He looks, looks like re- he's just got command of everything around him. The he doesn't world. look like, like he looks like tired. He, he looks like Neo in the Matrix when he figures it out and he just sees numbers and stuff. Nice. He doesn't even see anything else. He's just he knows he knows what to
1: do. Haven't seen a Matrix, but. And, um, oh, God. I know. Boo. D- boo. Were you kind of terrified that that uh, Eric Nander didn't look deathly tired like Matt Kuntzak always looked? Oh like he actually looked like he.
0: Matt Kuntzak looked like he aged thirty <laughs> years in his time as general manager. Um, do you
1: think Matt Kuntzak when he got when he uh, quote, unquote, quote unquote quote unquote stepped down was like kind of excited? Like he felt like he'd go back to living. Well, a bit? I mean, he's making six million for doing
0: nothing for two years, so I think that part probably was was pretty cool. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that, right? <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty awesome to me. Yeah. yeah well, I, you know, so everything, maybe I'll think fine. a small part of him was like, F this, F all these fans calling me an asshole all the time, same fire me every day. Like, you know what? I'm going to take my 6 million to be happy about it. I mean, that is possible. I doubt it. People in this industry, as you know, are competitive and all that. So I doubt it. But, you know, I bet a small part of him was, but.
1: I'm not sure Mac Lentac was uh, competitive. was competitive.
0: No, no. As I said, it's possible. I mean, you're right. He certainly never came off as competitive. He yeah. Came off as very, yeah, I mean, very yeah. chill, I mean, this, very relaxed.
1: This, bo- this podcast had personally been calling for him to be fired <laughs> for know. a year and a half. I know,
0: Jesus. He still never got fired. Um, still here. So back to Theo. Um, yep. The one thing I will say is that uh, Theo is is accomplished enough and smart enough about the game and the way the game works that a new place, a new challenge could reinvigorate him. You know what I mean? It could. And again, it's not like he'd be the president. It's not like he's, you know, he'd have a GM working under him. So he wouldn't be as involved in the day to day stuff. Like, I don't know. I would be down to, to try out Theo 3.0, 301.0 and Theo 2.0 worked out pretty damn good. So, yeah, I would. I would be very, very in on that. But again, it's also a big risk to take too. I mean, if you're going to be willing to kick the can down the road with Ned Rice for a year, you have to like, you have to be pretty damn sure that you're getting Theo.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. But at the same time, if you're Theo uh, and you see the money, Middleton has been willing to spend in the past. There's not going to be another position that opens up like this. You you would think. I mean. Next offseason, what realistic position could you see opening up as as good as the Phillies? I mean, the Mets are probably hiring a GM this year. They just hired Sandy Alderson. They're out. Yankees, no way. Red Sox, no way. Cubs are moving on from Theo. Um, the Angels are hiring Dombrowski, it seems like. Dodgers, no way. Um are the uh, Angels
0: really hiring DeBrusk? That'd be amazing. Take no, yeah, it. no, no.
1: I'm, I'm I'm like 90% sure they're going to. Oh, please. It's a, it's they, a classic Please. Like,
0: and that would be a classic Artie Marina move. Well,
1: also, let's well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. It's also a classic Middleton move. Well, I mean, that's my point.
0: That's why I want him to sign him. That's yeah. why I'm please. Please.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're we are uh building Angels East over here, so Ugh. um Ugh. <laughs> Meanwhile, no, no, no. uh, we could we could have Dodgers East if we just, uh, uh, this you know, is, this is, yeah. I, <laughs> I and it, listen, if I, honestly, I would, I, I think Theo is a is a lock. And you want to know why I think Theo is a lock? Is because I have slandered him in the past, and everyone, <laughs> <laughs> everyone that I have slandered in the past has come back, and I have talked myself into them being like the saviors here. Like Bryce, I hated Bryce forever. And then Harperland happened. Uh, Girardi, I always told people, I thought Girardi sucked. And then, he's my, he's my uh, general manager, or he's my manager. And Theo, I was the first one to say, eh, he's all right. Guess what? There, I thought it, it's a it's the lock of the century. That's what Theo's. I'm talking
0: about right here. Get on it board, is. baby. Get on the Theo bus.
1: Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler. I said, oh, whoever pays him a hundred million dollars is going to regret it. We pay him a hundred million dollars, and he was great.
0: Oh, yeah, this is very you. I mean, you're the. This is what you do, and you are the easiest Phillies fan. <laughs> you are just ready <laughs> to
1: buy in. Ah, uh, listen. Prediction. Prediction. Uh-huh. No one's gonna be going harder after Theo next offseason <laughs> than this guy.
0: You have like battled me on
1: Theo. Like
0: you and I have like like got like we don't yell at each other, but we've definitely like
1: argued about Theo before. It's not as big as our uh, Jerry Garcia or John Mayer. Well argument. that's cause
0: you're a, you're an asshat when you say that.
1: <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is that if Fish is so good, why aren't they on the radio?
0: <laughs> it's not gonna work on me this time oh we're off the rails
1: yeah whatever I you know, know. Whatever. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> I'm already thinking about what the Epstein's going to do with this team in a year like uh, so because I because I read the Cubs way and now I'm just thinking about like what's the Phillies way gonna be you know again, just how they're going to develop players and honestly I wish it could happen this offseason like I, well I want me it to happen too though.
0: me too I hate the uh, that's my one reservation with it is just the idea of, of kicking the can down the road a year
1: yeah, yeah, and on a, yeah, I, I I am very much there with you, and, and of course, we still maintain the ultimate dis- uh, uh, position of give Eric Neander a blank check. I mean, whatever it takes.
0: Yes, whatever it takes. Whatever. That, it takes. Yeah, I mean that is by far the official platform of that and, podcast. And I
1: wrote, uh, I saw today, uh, Destiny Legardo for uh, Philly's Nation joined in on the on the. Uh, Eric oh. and Yeah, but she, welcome she wrote, aboard, Destiny. Yeah, it's great. Fan of your work. She she totally like, she saw the light. You know, like uh, it's the perfect time to go and get this guy. Like th- the Phillies have a freaking president open, and this is this is what sucks, James, is that the Phillies have a freaking president open, and we're joking around about freaking Ned Coletti. Dave Dombrowski, um, and who the hell? Who the hell's the last guy that we were messing around about earlier? Jim Hendry. Jim, have Jim freaking Hendry? I know. In twenty twenty. I know. I mean, are we serious? Like they're in. They they literally. The only way they could screw this up would be by doing exactly what they're leaking out. <sighs> I can't. I won't let it happen. Like I. I promise, I hope listeners. I will. Do anything in my power. It's a lot sure, riding on your shoulders, Jack. Dude, uh, I will not let this team hire any of those three. JJ Bacolo will let them hire. Won't be thrilled about it. There is no way I am sitting idly by and letting them hire Jim Hendry or Ned Colletti or Dave Tembrowski.
0: Oh, God. Just, oh, <laughs> God, I can't. I can't even talk about it. I'm, I'm don't F this up, John. All right. Seriously. This is a turning point moment for your franchise. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> All right, Let Everyone's Let's. Fine. what else you got? You got some other stuff to talk about? Oh, we got to get, get to inside the pitching the, coach. The, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, how about that? Brian Price just out of nowhere says... Nope. Can't do it. <laughs> Won't do it. Yeah. Uh, I look, it looks like it was a family related decision. Obviously, you know, uh, I don't besmirch anyone who wants to lay him down and, and spend more time with family. But what were your thoughts on it? I saw you tweet that uh, it doesn't seem like you're as uh, upset about it as I think some people are.
1: Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm very good. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Listen, I I liked what he did, you know, and I th- I think having a trusted pitching coach helps, you know, when it when you're a pitcher and you go through what you had to go through with Chris Young, it's you know you, you have to have a guy that's going to uh, establish good relationships and all that, and um I I legitimately think he like watched the Phillies bullpen this year and was like no nope not doing this again. <laughs> Like every night, Girardi turns to Brian Price and he's like, "I don't know, man. Oh man, like you, you choose." Like you, the you, Phillies bullpen broke Brian Price. Like, like Brian Price just started closing his eyes and and pointing, you know. And I was like, Ah, JoJo for the fourth night in a row. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best idea, but everyone else sucks uh good everyone times. Else is literally awful um so yeah no like i think i think price helped i think he definitely helped Eflin. um i think he helped Nola i think he helped wheeler like i think all that stuff was good bullpen was just dreadful the guys that came up and made a huge difference were the brogdons and jojo romeros and those guys were all um uh uh developed by the driveline guys and uh, like travis Herkert um, down there in in the minor leagues and, and stuff. So, you know, those guys get the most out of them. Not anything Brian price did. So I think, I think he helped a little bit with the starters, but like it's so, it's so bad because, um, like my mind is honestly, my mind is going more analytical than ever. Like my, when we're talking about like pitch philosophy and stuff like that. So I want to see, like, see, I want to get like a real super nerdy guy in here. And like, I just, I just know they won't do it. So it's not like not even worth getting my hopes up about. Um, but like, he, Brian Price was kind of like a dinosaur. And, um, you know, I think, I think he did some good uh, mechanical stuff with guys. But when it comes down to like sequencing and tuttling and, and stuff like that, yeah, I just. I thought definitely did, did a good job of it this year. I thought Nola did a decent job of it this year. Um, Wheeler was just stupid good, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not losing sleep over Brian Price, and I would like to see them. Um, you know, listen. If you're not going to invest in players, let's let's less invest in in player development a little bit. So um, there are some names out there that would be really really exciting.
0: Yeah, like uh, here's my question: Do you think that? Bryce Harper tweeted out Scotts or Instagram Scott Brown uh, name cause of you or is it just that you two are on the same wavelength? what like what do you think the sequencing was there speaking of sequencing? So uh, you know uh, was it was did one beget the other or was it just a mind melt?
1: So I appreciate the question um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate the question because I, I don't know. I could totally see I could totally see Bryce saying, What does Jack think for future pitching coach? <laughs> <laughs> but I could also see him being like you know
0: him just sitting there like constantly refreshing your Twitter, being like, God, where is it?
1: I know, I know, <laughs> I know. And honestly, like I felt the pressure too because he, he like resigned and is in the middle of an Eagles game or like in the middle of the pregame game show. And, obviously, I'm working during the pregame show. So, um, I was, like, thinking of names but also, like, trying to do my job. And I just – I felt like there's a lot of pressure around me that I probably put on myself. (laughs) I I would say definitely put on yourself. To to get a tweet out about who I want for pitching coach. Um, But I do – Jack, you know what I never, ever, ever feel pressure to do? Get a tweet out. Yeah. Well, (laughs) listen, one of us is – built for twitter and one of us is <laughs> i am, not I, am built for twitter. I am
0: totally okay for, co- okay with that
1: and and since we never lie to the iops listeners i feel like i need to get this out there um because it's bothered me for a while i can't believe you have more twitter followers than me like <laughs> oh, like you don't even tweet you just tweet you're gonna pass me and you're
0: gonna pass me soon i mean you've been gaining on me for a really long time yeah I'm, I'm i haven't well checked aware. in a long time but like You definitely have been gaining on me for really. You'll pass me, so this won't matter. I've I've been pretty stagnant for a while.
1: Oh, if I don't pass you soon, I'm gonna lose it. But again, um,
0: things that I don't care about that you clearly um, care about.
1: Um, but yeah, I don't know which I don't know which it was. I don't know. Been thinking about this for a long time. (laughs) Really,
0: everyone follow Jack. He should have more Twitter followers than
1: I do. Thank you. About time you said it. Um. So, so I don't know. I don't know if Bryce follows me on Twitter or has a secret burner account and saw the Scott Brown love. But I, I genuinely just think Bryce is such a baseball, uh, like nerd that he knows how good Scott Brown is and he's seen what, um, like what Vanderbilt has produced the last couple of years and said, uh, yeah, that'd be great to have. Um, but I just, I just, you know, I usually hate GM Bryce, but just the fact that he's all in on trying to like build this team through player development and stuff it's, I it's, know, it was very cool yeah it's like hilarious to me like bryce is just tweeting out like what he would do to fix a baseball team he's and like- such
0: a nerd he's like a true blue baseball nerd like he that's why it sucks that that they've put him in this position like because like he really loves baseball like that guy loves baseball and just wants to win and just wants to play and like i mean you know it's kind of messed up that John Middleton sold him the bag of goods he did.
1: Yeah, and he's going to deliver him Ned Coletta this (laughs) offseason. Oh man! So, like, do you think Bryce is like, do you think Bryce is doing the same thing that we're doing? Like, oh, blank check Eric Neander.
0: (laughs) He must, I mean, he's he's Instagramming about Scott Brown. Like, Bryce clearly knows baseball, cares about this stuff. Like, I'm sure he has thoughts on this. Like, I'm sure he's interested in what's happening for sure.
1: Yeah, and then he sees the the reports and it's like, are you guys kidding me? <laughs> what,
0: what is happening? Th- those guys were were good when I was a child.
1: Like, yeah. What are we doing here? When I was hitting uh 500 foot home runs at the Trop, Ned Colletti was destroying the Dodgers. So
0: I mean, Jesus.
1: Um, but yeah, no, it was it was interesting. So Scott, I mean. I mean let's just get it out. I mean Scott Brown Scott Brown would be unbelievable. Um like you see what a guy like Wes Johnson, who is the pitching coach with the twins, like what he's done with those guys up there. Um just kind of taking the 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 college pitching philosophy and taking it to the big leagues. Um, you know, like especially when you see the guys that Scott Brown has worked with. Um, you know, not like Kumar Rocker in high school, you know, I would say before his senior year he was like a top five pick. And he kind of fell off a little bit. He he did not end up, you know, if he was a slam dunk home run pick, he would have gone top five. Um And now t- two years later, he's like a lock to go number one overall. And that's because of the work that, that Scott Brown has done, done with his mechanics. When I watched Jack Leiter in high school, I was like, yeah, he has a pretty good curveball, but – um You know, I I don't see this next level stud and he goes to Vanderbilt and Scott Brown turns him into Jack freaking lighter. So like Scott Brown, Scott Brown is such a good pitching coach that lock first round picks are turning down a couple million to go pitch at Vanderbilt. Like that says something that's that's the main selling point I can give everyone out there that lock first rounders are saying, you know what, I'm going to risk two more years or three more years um, on my pitching arm to go work with this guy to improve my draft stock. Yeah. I want that guy to be my pitching coach. Um, He would be a absolute home run hire. The perfect mix of, of, uh, of mechanics and um, uh, player development and, and technology and knowing how to use it and knowing how to not only use it, but, but translate it to the player. I mean, Walker Bueller, just, just guys and dudes every single year that, that Vanderbilt is just turning out. I mean, if if they hired Scott Brown, I would just... <sighs> I would be so excited. Like, just thinking about what he could do with, with what we have here. Well, it's not unbelievable, but um, just seeing how he's turned the talent that he's gotten into Vanderbilt into a superstar in the draft every year when it comes to pitching. So... Uh, very in on on Scott Brown, I think you'd be a home run hire.
0: You're such a nerd. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> it went, yeah. contained in there was the sentence, "I watched Jack Leiter in high school." <laughs>
1: uh, Jack Leiter was a first rounder for a little bit there. You know, I, had, I had to do some research to see if he was going to be in the. I
0: love it. I love it. I love it. All right, the Phils. Who else? Any other names out there that just you know, kind of like you know, it doesn't have to be as in depth, but some of the other names you're you're at least interested. Uh,
1: in. so you don't want me to go as in depth? I got you. Um, You
0: can you can can break them down if you want. I actually
1: I actually have no. I have other people, but not as in depth. Just just names of guys that I I know are good pitching coaches and I think would do a good job here. Uh, Matt Hobbs is the pitching coach down in Arkansas. Arkansas is a bit of a pitching factory. Um, and you know, uh, West Johnson came from Arkansas. I kind of filed the West Johnson plan. Love of West Johnson is done with the twins. Um, Ruben Nebula is, is like the, uh, like a pitching coordinator with the, um, with the Indians. So he, like a lot of those guys like Shane Bieber and all the guys that brought up Zach police, have, have credited Ruben Nebula, um, for un- unleashing more of their stuff. So obviously he's a guy that would be unbelievable, but. He's kind of had opportunities to leave in the past, and he's always just loved being with Cleveland, kind of like Chernoff. Wouldn't it be nice to have an organization where – <laughs> Oh, man. Loves being there. Ah, oh,
0: um, what a thought.
1: Yeah. Yep. Nope, don't want that here. And uh the last one's kind of just a little bit of a name, but uh Brian Conger. No one's going to know that, but he's basically like uh, Lance Lynn, Mike Miner, uh, like those guys go to Texas and I was like, Oh, they suck. And then they turn out to be really good. Well, that's because of Brian Conger. So, um, he's uh, like a minor league pitching guy. He's not the major league pitching coach, but he has, a, he's pretty instrumental in getting the most out of those guys. So he's a name to watch. But again, Scott Brown would be an absolute home run hire and I'm fully anticipating them to hire some Yankees guy. So <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> so. Yep. I yep. think
0: that is out. that or like some Don Cooper just got fired in Chicago. Uh, Ray Searich. Yeah. You know, yeah. Some old school guy like that. You know what I mean? Brian Price 2.0. Oh,
1: um, uh, be great. It'd be yeah. so awesome. Ah, let's, get, let's get more right. sinkers.
0: Uh, what you got in the uh, take bag?
1: <sighs> what do I have in the take bag?
0: Um, what don't all, you have in the take bag? Am I right?
1: Who you rooting for in the World Series?
0: So, okay, so I've really, 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 really gone back and forth with this. Like, I've kind of actually been struggling with it. Um, So, generally, I root for, like, I want to root for the Rays in any situation. The Dodgers, I feel bad this group of Dodgers. Like, Clayton Kershaw, like, if there's one athlete in sports right now who I think deserves a title, the most it might be Clayton Gershaw. He's certainly on the short list, like Larry Fitzgerald. Maybe there are a couple other guys, Um but Carson Wentz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, and I, and this Dodgers group has been there and lost, and lost and lost and lost and lost that. Like, I almost feel bad rooting against them. So my gut, like I want to root for the Rays cause I want to support what they do. I think, you know it's 108 million to 28 million payroll like neander doing neander things but i feel kind of bad for this Do- group of dodgers guys so i think ultimately as i'm watching it i feel like i'm probably pulling for the dodgers but i'm really close
1: that's fair i'm i'm rooting for the dodgers um i couldn't agree more about kershaw like the guys who I want to see win rings the most in sports right now are Kershaw, Chris Paul. I want to see Rodgers win another one. Um, yeah, but and, no one who
0: more than the people who don't have one, like for me. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, agree.
1: Yeah, so I, I am rooting really hard for them. And plus, I just want Eric Neander to see, like, what he could build here um, with a $200 million payroll. You know, just what he could do up here in Philadelphia. Oh, I like
0: that angle. I didn't think about that angle. Oh. oh, I like that angle, Jack. Of course. Of like, course. get you to have... the World Series with your ragtag group and then just get beat by a more talented, deeper squad that you yep. really just couldn't. Your tricks and your, your you know, marketing efficiencies and your edges and, you know, little edges that you get just wasn't enough to beat the big behemoth. Go be, be the be the the behemoth.
1: I like that one, Jack. Behemoth?
0: Behemoth. Behemoth. <laughs>
1: I I say behemoth, but yeah, uh, like, I like to.
0: Go, so uh, it's totally a Reservoir Dogs reference. Uh, uh, yeah. Have you have you seen Reservoir Dogs? Probably not, no, right?
1: No, no, no. Asking the wrong guy <laughs> for b- movie b- stuff.
0: Big Daddy Don Bodine's truck, the behemoth.
1: Ah, oh, nice. By the way, I think it's hilarious that not even the Rays could fix how terrible Hunter Renfro is.
0: <laughs> it's unbelievable that that dude did some tank shots. Yeah. By the way, Randy. A Rose Arena? What? Yeah. Where? How? Who? What is going on here? Like yeah. this is an all-timer. Like this is truly one of the all-time what the bleep come out of nowhere for a postseason miracle run type of things I've ever seen.
1: It's crazy. I, I we but you and I follow baseball. I, yeah. I, I didn't really know who he was. I Had so. no
0: idea. I had no idea who he was. I had like, no at idea. Least
1: at least when Daniel Murphy hit, like, four homers against the Cubs, I was like, oh, well, that's Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy, sure. Figuring out how to launch some baseballs, like, honestly, didn't know who he was. I, I knew he was in the, the Matthew Libertor deal, and it's like, wait, no, was the Matthew Libertor or was it Tommy Pham? I don't know. But, um, yeah, just I, I didn't know who he was. So, just Me classic too. Neander. Same
0: thing. Same thing. It's unbelievable.
1: It is creepy how much Hunter Renfro looks like Mike Trout, though, if you –
0: Oh, he does look a lot like Mike Trout. It's a it's, very good call. It's kind of terrifying. Co- cosine, cosine.
1: Kind of terrifying. Yeah, it is uh, unbelievable
0: just watching, even just watching this raised team. And, like, I mean, this lineup is, like, it's dog crap, like, on paper, on paper, but it works. Like I mean, like, it's unbelievable. Like, it's a bunch of castoffs and nobodies. Like, it's crazy.
1: And as we learned in 08, they, they, they're they not clutch. They can't yeah. get the big hits. Well, they don't know how to drive.
0: Same thing. 08 translates to now. So. Oh, yep.
1: Just, just ask Ned Coletti. Um, uh, all right. Uh, as always save LaSalle baseball. We had my buddy Rave yes. on last week.
0: Save LaSalle
1: baseball. Follow him on, on Twitter and Instagram. at Save LaSalle baseball. Help save a nice little local program. They did not recruit me, but that's okay. I'm not holding it against them as you can see by now. Uh, I've completely moved on. Um, my science point is this, and I'm just saying that there's no way that everything falls at nine point eight meters per second. like y- there's you can't I test the eye test does not back up that objects fall at nine point eight meters per second. Wait, what are you talking about here? This is my science point. okay. You pivoted so, quickly. I know. From well, I, have, I was like
0: caught me off guard. I was like, "What? What are we talking I know, about?"
1: Because I have a whole bunch of stiff stuff on the rundown. This is just where I was at. So, like, okay. You ever so learned? Sc-
0: so I don't know. I no. I don't know what you're talking about. So, so everything the, the falls at the gravity, same
1: speed. The law of gravity yes. is that everything falls at nine point eight meters per second.
0: Yes, relative to their size, right?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous. Like you can't tell me that a bowling ball and something else like falls at the same they, they don't they don't they both don't fall at 9.8 meters per second like it, it doesn't back up the eye test anymore. i think you're
0: understanding this theory wrong like obviously well, a, obviously a feather and a bowling ball are not going to fall at the same speed <laughs> like i don't think that's the scientific well, what theory. about
1: a what about what about a bowling ball and a shoe well,
0: a bowling ball would fall quicker that's what i
1: said because it's I heavier think. Right, but that's what I'm saying about the I think freaking- you're
0: misunderstanding the No, theory. I don't
1: think I am. I think everything falls at 9.8 meters per second.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know this. I mean, I'm to be <laughs> frank, I am not a big like science guy. Science was definitely not my best uh, school, you know, subject in school. Emily, my wife is great at science stuff. Uh, I'm looking this up. Hold on cuz I don't know this, but this I like I don't think this seems possible. Like hold on. Everything Falls. Yes. At Google. What speed? Okay, 9.8
1: meters per second.
0: As such, all objects free fall at the same rate regardless of their mass. Because the 9.8 NKG gravitational field at Earth's surface causes a 9.8 m/s/s acceleration of any object placed there, we often call the ratio of acceleration of gravity. Hold on one sec. It's confusing, Jack. I'm confused here. (laughs) Um (laughs) so hold on. Okay, okay. So they've got an example. Uh an elephant. In in new if Newton's second law were applied to falling motion, I'm trying to read and okay. So a one thousand kilogram baby elephant would accelerate faster. Uh hold on. Force and mass, there's a lot of sciencey stuff, Jack.
1: Yeah, I don't do the sciencey stuff, but I just do the eye test. <laughs>
0: I'm so <laughs> confused by this right now. People are gonna think we're so dumb with this. <laughs> People who actually understand this are gonna be listening and yelling at, at their iPhone or yeah, whatever, we'll and like, You morons, how do you not understand this? You idiots,
1: 9.8 meters per second is apparently how. how- Fast, every object falls.
0: All objects placed upon the Earth's surface will experience this amount of force upon whatever kilogram of math within the object. Man, I'm so confused now, Jack. This doesn't like. But there's no way. Like if we, if I went on the top of my roof and I dropped a bowling ball versus, I guess it's got to be solid objects, right? Because like like, what a shoe,
1: I, like a shoe, like a shoe.
0: There's no way the shoe falls faster than right the, but that's the what the,
1: that's what the that's what the <laughs> law of gravity suggests
0: I'm I'm like super I that we've got to be missing something and <laughs> misunderstanding this like I feel listen like, let's look, just I, let's here's, just here's the thing I, I my my official stance here is the science is right we're not understanding the science and what they're talking about that's my official stance
1: let's put it out there I just want to put it out there we could be wrong about this <laughs> we could be wrong about yeah. this
0: uh, i think i think we probably are wrong i'm i'm fact i'm i'm doubting everything i've said to this point
1: if we, if we are 100% wrong feel free to email us at highhope.com.
0: <laughs> All right, God. a bowling ball or a stuffed animal. I'm looking at Zoe's it, stuffed animals right now. Like, there's yeah. no way a stuffed animal is going to fall as quickly as a bowling ball.
1: Dude, that's what the theory is. Especially
0: that's the-, the higher up you go, right? Because then there's more time for it to but, but, speed up on the way down.
1: But as long as they're dropped at the same time, apparently that's all that matters.
0: And that they would both hit the ground at the same time, no matter what the object is? Yes. And
1: he- Cause they all fall at nine point eight meters per second. That's the law of gravity. That's what gravity's. That's gravitational pull.
0: I'm I'm like floored by this. This yeah, this can't be right.
1: That's why I didn't do it good in science and Me math either. because I Me was just either. questioning Me everything.
0: Uh, I apologize to everyone who thinks we're dumb now. Okay, well <laughs> they, they probably knew that already.
1: But if we're <laughs> way. <laughs> if we're way wrong, just, just email us at thehighhopespod at gmail.com. Uh, we are way wrong. I'm just intrigued I to find out how, I don't I, think we're wrong. Or 9. we're 8.
0: misunderstanding the, the 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 law more likely, the scientific law.
1: I think I'm right. I th- it, and and I think sci- I think I don't think they I don't think they're right on this. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> my my eye test is better than their science, and I would oh say that there's no way that every object falls at 9.8 meters per second.
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. It seems weird. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I think I think science needs more eye tests and less <laughs> computers. Oh, just man. like ba- just like baseball. Um, Trust
0: science. That is the main <laughs> thing I want to say. Seriously, Trust seriously, seriously, Science. Bring okay? this convers- bring this Trust conversation- science.
1: <laughs> bring this conversation up to Emily and see how dumb she looks. Uh, at you.
0: I, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> embarrassed too.
1: Okay. I'm embarrassed uh, I'll, to
0: see the look in her eyes. The 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 never to be fixed disappointment in me and in my brain. I can't I can't do it.
1: I also can't wait for it when Zoe brings us home from school in like 10 years. And you have to. Well, that'll to be her. easy.
0: I'll just be like, oh, ask your mother.
1: Well, no, no. I Alternate alternate. You could say ask Jack. He broke- <laughs> yeah, it sounds
0: like a great
1: idea <laughs> Ten years ago, he broke it down on a podcast And said it's all bull
0: Oh my god, I'm so confused now <laughs> What is happening?
1: Um, Alright, uh, other things in my mailbag Let's get to the other important things that we <laughs> yeah.
0: How are we still talking 50 plus minutes in When we had literally nothing to talk about coming in
1: Well, that's what we do um, know, well, We, t- we know, had to talk about We had to talk about Ned Coletti Um <laughs> we did. It's true. true. Uh, did you see the MLB Game 7 NLCS ratings, or was that just me?
0: I did. How about that? Oh,
1: I truly hate Suck to see it. Suck it, NBA. Yep, from a dying sport. A dying sport got got, what, 9 million viewers? 9 million dead people watched baseball uh, in Game 7. Wow. Wow, unbelievable. I was let me just have 65,000 more think pieces about how no one likes baseball. Get out of here. Anyway. Absolutely Tell them. Tell them. Absolute him. joke. Um it is the anniversary of game 4 in 1993 which apparently you were at. I was. I don't was. know how you are still here to talk about it yeah. because um highest, the-
0: sco- highest scoring game in World Series history still to this day.
1: If the Phillies ever blew a 14-8 to lead in the eighth inning, I would be inconsolable, just absolutely inconsolable. I can't believe you were alive for it. I can't believe you're still here to talk about it. It sounds like an absolute freaking nightmare. And then two nights later to have Joe Carter happen, like I am so glad I'm not alive. I was not alive for 1993 and you're about to see a big time home run in about four pitches so will Smith
0: is it will Smith about no, to right? buddy
1: will Smith batted like eight innings ago <laughs> it's not will Smith um I can't believe that you uh that, that, that you were at I'm game...
0: watching Will Smith what
1: yeah. no. no yeah no. I was
0: at that game uh it was just a, it, first of all I was young uh, I was 12. Um, but it was just a crazy game. It was like such a ridiculous game in and of itself. Um, but yeah, when you put it into that context, it is it is hard to fathom. It, it is weird that we don't talk about that game as much as we just talk about Joe Carter.
1: That's what I was trying to say today. It's, like, it's a fair all, point. My whole life I'm talking, oh, Joe Carter, Joe Carter, Joe Carter. Dude, they blew a 14-day lead in the eighth inning. Like, yeah. we talk about 4 nothing with Cliff Lee. Like, Cliff Lee's not even allowed back in Philadelphia. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. No, it was a different time, but you're right. Oh, it just
1: truly, truly sounds awful.
0: Oh, Cody. Oh, yeah.
1: He finally caught up.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm
1: there. He does not bust his shoulder um, at home, which is good. Good job, Cody. Um. But, 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 oh, I also have a. I have something I have to get out there to to the high hopes listeners and and you and everyone listens and I know this has been a re- very revealing podcast of many insightful things, but
0: like insightful I, is that the right word? Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the law of gravity. No one. No one breaks the law of gravity down better than this podcast. Um. I don't get chills watching any of the 08 to 11 stuff anymore. Like i, I finally, I think I'm fi- I Finally have broken it. Like the, the Rollins walk off used to always give me chills and hearing Fransky in LA. And, you know, I first noticed it when we played, uh, Victorino's grand slam, uh, off CC that used to always give me chills. I didn't get chills. I need new highlights. Like I, I've, I've watched them all too many times. I've, I've, I've gotten so much chills. I've almost started tearing up all the old stuff. I, 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 do, I, I, I can't do it anymore. Like I, I don't even get excited to put it out there. I don't get excited to play them anymore. I'm just done. I'm done with the old highlights. Like even stairs rips one into the night, like, no, doesn't do it for me anymore. Like I just, I'm over it. I'm, I'm a hundred percent over it. I need some new freaking highlights and I know, you know, I'm probably over it. Cause I, like I, it's all I do in the off season is just watch old Philly stuff. And I've seen it a thousand times and I get, it's still special for people who like don't live and die with it every day. But like, I, it just needs some, I need some new freaking highlights. I mean, the, the Rollins walk off was 11 years ago, 11 years ago. I need, I need something else. I need something else. So I just had to, I uh, had, to, had to tell people that I'm, I no longer get chills at all the old highlights.
0: I, I haven't thought about it like that. I think it's a awesome way to put it. Like, you're dead right. We need new highlights. Like, that was a long time ago. We've heard it a lot. We have not had anything new to replace it with for a long time. Jack, really terrific point. Like, wait, perfect way to frame that. I, I'm with you. Like, I hadn't thought about it. Like, I still... Um, I get highlights from the the Harry stuff, some of it. Like, the old stuff more so. But, like, um, still... Always, but I'm with you. Like there's some things you're always gonna get chills from. I think, but like it's not the same. I I agree. I think it's time. It's time.
1: It's only been a decade. I mean, it's only it's only only been a decade. Um, and the final thing in my in my note back here is uh, uh, JJ, our friend Jim Jackson, um, no longer be doing phillies games next year a luxury that they could no longer afford according to him um it was a pleasure working with jj on phillies pre post and during the fourth and fifth innings for home games and uh he's a great dude and it's just a uh, it's a shame that the the pandemic um you know just kind of is, is making the jj run come to an end and it's a it's a all big one shame, especially when you go down there and it's like, you know, Murph and JJ won't be a part of the broadcast anymore. And it's just like, you know, those are, those are kind of our guys, you know? I mean, whether you're in the car driving around, you always know it's going to be JJ on the pregame show. You always know Murph's going to be with the fans and you know, they're, they're kind of like our, our summer family. And, uh, it just, uh, it's, it's a shame that, uh, they won't be around anymore. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, thinking about them. So, JJ, it was great working with you, and, uh, you know, you still have Flyers hockey, and they might, be, they might be the only fun team in the city, so, you know, it might not be too bad.
0: Yeah, look at that. What I, uh, I'm with you. That was well said, Jack. Yeah, but there, there, there
1: might be three teams heading towards Purgatory and then the Flyers. Yeah, look,
0: and, and for what it's worth, JJ, a, a outstanding hockey announcer, like really, truly one of the best that I've ever heard do hockey. And uh, let's be honest, there will never be anyone who will handle rain delay phone calls as JJ. I mean, what what a stud? Yeah. Whenever whenever you have to take like two hours of rain delay phone calls. What a stud. Uh, What uh, a stud.
1: Honestly, like some of the most riveting radio. Just
0: just I I would tune in if I knew it was happening. (laughs) Just even if I was busy, I would find a way to listen. So, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Because like, dude,
1: there'd be nothing like because I had to screen those freaking calls for better parts of two seasons.
0: Oh, I can imagine. And it's
1: like, like, it's just so funny because it's always the same eight callers. And then, of course, like, you'll sprinkle it in another. Yo, other, JJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, JJ. Yeah, get Klintak out of here. He's blowing all our money. And JJ will be like, yeah, well, you know, uh, he spent money in wise places. And yeah. we'll see what this <laughs> team can do from best. here on out. <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, JJ, I met you when I was at a Phillies game. It was really cool. I heard like eight of those types of calls, and JJ was very cool about it. And I and <laughs> always found a way to almost make the person believe that he actually remembered who they were, which was pretty good. my um, radio
1: never better. Ah, uh, uh,
0: it was the best. Uh, <laughs> oh. No, I'm I'm with you. We're we're gonna miss those guys, and obviously it's been a, a bummer. Um, seeing a lot of the people who've, and and look, it looks like there might be more to come too. So um, you yeah, know, it's uh, definitely a bummer. You got any final thoughts, Fritz, or was that
1: your final thought? That was my final thought, and uh, John, dear John, don't even think about it, buddy. Like, oh, my <laughs> God. Don't even Jeez. think about it. No Ned, no Jim. No,
0: no Dave. No, no, no.
1: Dombrowski. No no. Dom.
0: no, no, no. He's Fritz. himself to Talk to you yeah. yeah.